Howdy, folks. Witchy Wallace from needcoffee.com here. Back again for another Way Home review. Um, hi. Here's how it works for the uninitiated. I have just seen a film, and I've just left the cinema, took it, taken a taken a little tinkle, tinkled, that's the past tense word I was looking for, and now I've come to my car, and I'm going to tell you about that film on my way home. I'm certainly not going to tell you about the tinkle, because that would be rude. And today, we're here to talk about gravity. Yes, at last, gravity, which came out during, let's just call it my lost weekend. So, um, <clears throat> let's see. All right, so, synopsis first. Basically, uh, it's a beautiful day in orbit for a spacewalk. And uh, Sandra Bullock is among, not the character she's playing, not Sandra Bullock, that would be a completely different movie. Um, Sandra Bullock is among those who are in the spacewalk. Uh, however, there's a problem. Those, uh, those pesky Russians have knocked down one of their own satellites and uh, all the debris from that satellite uh, is now traveling around the Earth at a very high rate of speed and could uh, basically ruin a bunch of astronauts' day. Days. Day. It takes place in one day. Um, <clears throat> so, as uh, has been made evident by the trailer, Sandra Bullock spends a lot of time floating in space by herself in jeopardy. That's pretty much the synopsis right there. So, let me say this. I was not excited in the least about seeing this film, and the reason why is because I think the trailer was terrible. Um, the reason being is it made it look like, okay, I forget the name of the film, but there was a film in which I think it was Steven Dorff spent the entire film locked in the trunk of a car. And there's been a few of these films where it's like, I know how we can do a film for really cheap. Let's let's put a character into a place, a setting, a very, very small setting sometimes, and let's let's have the entire film be basically his interactions with people outside the small space. So, now granted, this is not a cheap movie to have made, but I'm saying it felt like that, but a high-budget version of that. Let's put Sandra Bullock alone in a spacesuit. That's a small space. And in space, big space, capital S, space, the universe, floating out into the E-trick, so to speak. Let's do that, and let's just run with it. Which made it seem like... <clears throat> this This hopefully will make sense, this, this summary of the type of film. You know the kind of arty solo snuff film. Does that make sense? The, the, the fatalistic kind of film, okay? And I'm not giving away spoilers because I'm not, I'm not saying what happens to anybody in the film. I'm just saying that is it. Even, even if your characters die, you can have a, a film that is not that fatalistic sort of from the get-go, we're here to watch a character die. You know what I mean? Um, that's what it felt like. And I'm like, look, I've got nothing against Sandra Bullock. I thought Miss Congeniality wasn't that bad a film. Why would I want to watch her die alone in space, right? However, having seen how this appears to have been the best movie since Sliced Bread, which was a, uh, a David Lynch film, which is very strange, by the way, Sliced Bread, the movie, um, I was like, okay, 
I have to see this because I don't understand. Having seen that trailer and hearing everyone's reaction to it, I don't know what the hell's going on. So, yes, opted for the 3D, did not opt for the full IMAX, and went and finally saw it. Now, here's the thing. I have... That is probably one of the best acted, most visually stunning adventure films ever. Um, with, with the most uh, attention to everything, it seems, including and especially sound design. Um, because it, it could have been very easily that sort of film, the Artie Solo snuff film. But it was a instead a non-annoying survival film and an adventure. It was just literally an adventure, and one that once it kicked off, uh, once you're used to oh the majesty of space and the majesty of George Clooney. Once you're used to that, then they they put the pedal to the floor and they just go right. So very impressive stuff. I, uh, I, I was very impressed with it. Now, the first thing I was impressed with, actually, was, and, you know, science geeks can be annoying, and like, oh, there's no sound in space, there shouldn't be any explosion stuff. You know, sometimes you need things to go kabloom in space. Sorry, but you do, all right? <clears throat> However, I have, I don't know that I've seen a film before that actually took that and made it into a strength. And, and the reason I say that is that I, when it comes to music, okay, I really like songs that stop. You know what I mean? I like bands that are capable of just coming to a complete stop, which is that feeling, it's like that, in a good song, it's like that feeling of when you're on the roller coaster and it's climbing and then it does that before you actually start, you know, going around and up and down, whatever else. It's that moment of, oh my God where you sort of have that moment to collect yourself before they try to take you apart again. A lot of that was what was happening in this film, which I greatly appreciated and enjoyed. It's, it's, it's so rare that a film, which, which is, with its musical score in tow, might I add, which is a great score, um, it's so rare that a film is so aware of its silences any more than it's than it sounds if that makes sense and yes there were lots of moments of what i thought were fairly realistic space sounds i.e sandra bullock breathing heavy um you know radio chatter and whatnot the score behind it and whatever else but there was plenty of situations in which the fact that you weren't hearing something you were seeing something but the fact you weren't hearing it was absolutely breathtaking um so that was amazing. That is what struck me first. That and the visuals, okay? Because it would be very, very easy to... I don't know. I mean, it, it's like... I, I, I grew up in Huntsville, Alabama. We had the Space and Rocket Center. We had the Space Dome. I have seen, I don't know how many IMAX films about space, okay? Because if you don't know what to do with children in a school, and believe me, it was Alabama schools, they had no idea what to do with children in schools, um, take them to the Space Dome, sit them down, make them watch a 45-minute film about space. So I've seen lots of films about space. Um, but it's so nice to see a film that is like, wants to make the visuals and make that so breathtaking that there's this, there's this amazing setting of the beauty of orbit and there is the, 
the pale blue dot, which is significantly larger because we're in orbit, but it's still freaking gorgeous. Um, so while, while all this dangerous stuff is happening, uh, so that's, uh, and you know, here's all this, you know, this struggle for life and air and whatever else going on. And the rest of the world is basically just you know, rotating on underneath you. Um, that's very striking. Um, so there's that. Also, let me just say that uh, Sandra Bullock was really, really good. Um, it's very hard to act solo and uh, go through all of that stuff and have no one to play off of but yourself, basically. Um, and I thought she was really excellent. And based on the box office alone, she's going to be up for Best Actress. Uh, but the nomination is well-deserved. And oddly, <clears throat> and, I, and I say oddly for a reason, I'll explain in a second. This is probably one of George Clooney's best supporting roles ever. Not only because he was literally supporting the uh, the lead actress there, um, but because well, he is George Clooney. He always plays George Clooney in the same way that Bill Murray is usually playing a version of Bill Murray. But just like Bill Murray, you like George Clooney so much, you honestly don't care. Uh, it's, like, it's like Sean Connery. You like Sean Connery. Oh, you're a Russian sub-captain now, but you've got that accent. I don't care. You're Sean Connery. Um, so it's like that sort of thing. Uh, but here it actually, being George Clooney, works really, really well. Um, so that is well executed as well. The in, uh, and the visual comp without giving anything, the visual composition of things, the choices of what was in shot, the choices of, you know, I was positively fascinated by, there's a, obviously not giving anything away, it's in the trailer, Sandra Bullock is just spinning, she's spinning. But what the camera shows you, whether it's her POV with the, you know, the heads up display and the helmet, whether you're seeing outside of her, whether it's panning back, whether it's, it's it felt so deliberate. It felt like you honestly had somebody who knew what they were doing. I mean, it is Alfonso Cuaron who made the best Harry Potter movie that I bothered to go see. Um, so I, I really like him as a filmmaker, but this is uh, far and above really an amazing cinematic accomplishment, I would think. Not only because of the visual stimulation, but the fact that the 3D, I felt, was actually worth it. And I complain about this, that, and this, these things all the time. So you know, I'm not just whistling Dixie, uh, because I honestly can't think of the tune at this point. But the point being is that um, the 3D was really good, uh, to the point where I can, you know, I wouldn't go back specifically to see it in IMAX 3D, um, uh, but I, I certainly, if I had to do it over again, probably would have seen it the first time in IMAX 3D, let's put it that way. Uh, so visually stunning, audio stunning, acting stunning, it's just pretty stunning. And, and just a ride from end to end. It, it, has, it has a sort of deep undertone where it felt like it could have gone into a, a sort of like really deep and philosophical and sort of, you know, stare at the omphalos of the cosmos and whatever else uh, sort of thing. But it, it makes a decision to sort of skirt that and, and keep right on going at a very high rate of speed. And I'm sort of happy about that. And there's only a few moments where you know, when you have these sort of films where you've got the heroine and whatever else, or the hero, and they're, they're having to make the choices and speak and whatever else, and of course they have to talk out loud because it's like, you know, you, it, unless you're going to do like the, uh, 
be able to hear their thoughts, then it's like the super friends where there is no inner monologue, which is why I talk to myself all the time. Thanks, DC. Um, if there are moments where they say a lot of things that feel like they, I mean, they feel like they're out of a script. They feel like they're out of a script that's about 20 years old, but only on like two very small occasions and it just brushed right past me that I feel like, yeah, I've, I have completely seen that before. And I'm not talking about homages from the film, which I thought were well handled. I'm talking about just dialogue where you went, don't clunk, don't clunk. But I think they sort of avoided it. Um, and again, they made up for it with everything else going right. Um, so I'm, I'm obviously very impressed with the film from end to end. Uh, and I'm definitely glad that I saw it and definitely glad I saw it on the big screen. So I would say if you are one of the, I was one of five, that means there's four people left on the planet who have not seen Gravity. I urge you to go see it uh, uh, at least on the big screen and in 3D if you can manage it uh, because I think it's worthwhile. Um, Cup-wise, I think I would have, without all of the brilliant execution, been happy with a four out of five, but because I feel that as an entire package, it was just so well-crafted that I feel like I gotta give it another half a cup um, just for that, just for the attention to making it that really excellent feel. So four and a half out of five is the way we're gonna go with it. So there you go, uh, that's, uh, that's Gravity. Uh, yes, uh, in 3D, excellent, excellent film. Very happy with it. Um, so yeah, that's another Way Home review in the can. Uh, thanks for everybody who uh, was wondering where the hell I went uh, and are glad that I'm back. Uh, and uh, yes, we are back and we're going to keep doing these things until the car no longer runs, uh, which could be any day now. Uh, but if you want to help prevent that, uh, what you can do is go to eCoffee.com support. And if you enjoy these things, just throw a few coins in the tin. <clears throat> it all helps, especially since I, I need a lozenge or something. Anyway. Thanks so much for watching, and we'll see you next time on The Way Home Reviews. Bye.